Trigger warning, this episode deals with subjects on abuse and rape. Um, college, yes. I definitely remember having a lot of anxiety when I was a kid on traveling. I hated airplanes. And I would say, like, you know, like, if I can't drive or take the train or the bus, I'm not going. But because of that um, life-altering experience I had in college, I, like, the fear automatically went away just because travel was just, it trumped any apprehension I had about um, being thousands and thousands of feet in the sky. (laughs) Attention passengers, this is your captain speaking. Please fasten your seatbelts. We are beginning our initial descent. Welcome to Prepare for Landing, a podcast about the transformative nature of travel. I'm your host and captain, Sierra Turner. Each episode, I chat with guests about how travel truly changed their lives, and I ask if they were prepared to land, not in a different city, but as a different person. Hey, passengers, and welcome to another episode of Prepare for Landing. I'm very excited to explore yet another traveler's story and testimony, and I hope you are too. I want to thank all of my return passengers. You could have chosen to fly with anyone, but I'm very thankful that you chose to fly with me. And if this is your first time flying with us, welcome aboard. So my co-pilot today is Joe. Joe, pronounce your last name for me. KB. KB. See, I'm just going to have it wrong. My (laughs) co-pilot today, y'all, is Joe KB. Hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Pearl, I'm I'm doing. I'm making it. You know, think, um, <laughs> off air we mentioned. You know, long day, been a long day, but yeah. I'm happy to be here doing something that I enjoy doing. So it makes up for the long day. <laughs> yes, likewise. Yeah. So you all, Joe, as she describes on her own website, she is an author, a survivor, and an advocate. And we'll definitely chat more on each of those titles later. But when I first met Joe, and I put met in quotations because we still have not officially met. This is as close as we've ever gotten, this digital meeting, which is wonderful. But when I first met her, she was and still is a world traveler. So, Joe, at what age did the travel bug first bite you? Well... If I'm being really, really honest, <laughs> yes, girl. my mother told me that when she was about five months pregnant with me, okay. she took a trip and she was in Toronto at <laughs> Carabana, the Caribbean Carnival that uh-huh. they have every year. And she says she thinks that's why, you know, I can't keep still because <laughs> before I was born, she was traveling with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> But um, that's the funny answer. I guess the real answer. Um, I could definitely say, I mean, it officially hit me when I studied abroad in college. But uh-huh. as a child, I grew up traveling. I grew up with a passport. My, my family isn't from this country. So right. I did grow up experiencing international travel. Gotcha. Well, I like that first answer, y'all. She got started in the womb, y'all. Okay. In the womb. womb. She was meant 
to be a traveler. I love it. I love it. So do you feel like with travel, was it love at first sight? You know, did you fall in love with travel right away? This was, of course, now starting in college. Um, college, yes. I definitely remember having a lot of anxiety when I was a kid on traveling. I hated airplanes. And I would say like, you know, like if I can't drive or take the train or the bus, I'm not going. But because of that um, life altering experience I had in college, I like the fear automatically went away just because travel was just it trumped any apprehension I had about um, being thousands and thousands of feet in the sky. (laughs) Girl, I can relate to that 100%. Uh, My first flight, I was 14 and I gripped the seats the whole time. Like I was praying and gripping the, uh, the Mm armrest literally for three and a half hours or four hours. Um, the trip was to Vegas, but, um, I'm always, even to this day, nervous going through airport security. I just swear somebody's going to be like, ma'am. And then like, just pull me out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and tell me you can't go. <laughs> oh, no. So I can relate to that 100%. But like you said, you know, having that transformative experience, everything kind of falls away. So it was really great to be able to relate to you on that. What do you think motivates you most to travel? Is it escape for you, exploration, or just the overall experience? Uh, I definitely think it's a mix of all of those things. Definitely. I know travel is a, is an outlet for me. I I work very hard when it's time to work. Like I'm all, I'm a hundred percent with the many hats that I wear and the different things that I'm involved with. So when it's time to travel, it really just feels like I'm, it's, you know, like I'm exhaling, I can disconnect. Um, So that's always a motivation, but also to like, definitely, you know, exploring different cultures and getting to learn about different people and food and music, language. I definitely like to immerse myself in the culture of where I go. And that's that's a great motivating factor for, you know, why I choose to go to certain places or how much time I spend somewhere. So, yeah, I would say those two things, escaping and culture. Wonderful. I definitely know about escape. I just took me a little mini staycation and it felt like thousands and thousands of miles away, but it was truly escape and it felt Mm -hmm. felt wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. All right. So to date, what's been the most unexpected experience that you have had while traveling? Mm, That's a great question. Most unexpected experience. Um, I would say going to Egypt. So that actually, it wasn't a solo trip. I went to Egypt with three of my friends and we had booked an Airbnb. And with the Airbnb, um, the guy who runs it actually runs a a tour company. So he kind of like gave us a deal. Like, you know, if you stay here, I'll set you up with this person. He'll be your person for like the five days that you're here. And I say that's unexpected because the person that he gave us, his name is Muhammad, but I now affectionately call him Daddy Mo. And he was truly, he went above and beyond. Like he didn't feel like a tour guide. He honestly felt like a big brother, uncle, father. Um, We got really close in those five days, like him and all of us. Um, 
just sharing life experiences and him just giving insight on, you know, the life that he lives in Egypt and, Mm -hmm. you know, certain things that they go through and hardships and relationships and family issues. Like we're talking about everything. And I remember like, I would never forget the last day that he was dropping us off and leaving and all of us were crying, like tears, crying and like you would have thought, you know, something bad happened, but we truly right. like was so we got so close in those five days. Like we spent like six, seven, eight hours together every right. day. You right. know? Um, and yeah, that was unexpected. I don't think I've I've made like a true connection like that. Um, that's so deep. And even to this day, you know, we're friends on Facebook, we text on WhatsApp, and yeah. he's like one of literally one of the kindest human beings that I've ever met in my life. And I'm so glad that I've had that experience with him. Um, just a great guy. So, yeah, that was really unexpected. I don't cry easily, but <laughs> <laughs> that was a tough separation. <laughs> well, that was a good one. I like that. Um, I will yeah. say, you know, and you and I have this in common being solo travelers. You know, you do meet a lot of people while traveling. I will say I don't necessarily go thinking, okay, I'm going to meet this person that's going to change my life. So when that happens, yeah, that's that's a treasure. That's a gem. I really appreciate you sharing that one with us. No problem. All right. So, Joe, you have a personal brand, Journey with Joe, that you initially Mm -hmm. created as a travel blog, right? Yes, ma'am. All right. Can you you mind sharing with everybody how you got started with that? Absolutely. Um, So I have to give credit always to my friend, Kalina Harrison. She is the one who encouraged me to start Journey with Joe. She came up with the name. She came up with the concept. She came up with this is what you could talk about. Um, I started the blog in 2016, but I was solo traveling for, um, I'd say probably like a year and a half before I officially created this brand. Uh And actually we were going on a trip together and I had just came back from Trinidad and we were going to Puerto Rico and we're getting ready to board the plane and we were on the plane and she's like, Joe, like you do so many trips and do all of these things and like why you need to have a blog. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm not doing no blog. Like I'm so busy. I'm doing this and doing that. I said, everybody gets my little updates on Facebook and they're probably already tired of that. And she's like, no, Joe, this needs to go beyond like your friends and family. And I didn't want to hear her. I'm like, girl, stop. (laughs) I'm not doing this. And I remember like falling asleep on the plane and woke up mid-flight and she had her notebook. She had a paper ripped out and she handed this to me. She's like, Joe, this is what you're going to call it. This is what you can do. And (laughs) she was ready. (laughs) She was ready. Like, oh my gosh. Like true, true friend in the... And so I have to give credit to her because I I don't think I would have started the Instagram or the website if it wasn't for her nudging and her just like really believing that I had something to offer. Like it's very rare you get friends who, who see something in you that you don't and actually like encourage you. And she used her strengths to help me. She's a professional writer. Like that's what she does. Oh, and nice. she used that to really um, start me off. So I, I owe anything that is journey with Joe. I, I want to owe it to Kalina Harrison because, um, yeah, she was the catalyst for that. Nice. You mentioned you know, that she's a professional writer and we're going to touch on this later, but I get so excited when I hear about writers because another thing Joe and I have in common 
um, that y'all <laughs> may not know about me, but you're going to learn about her is that we are both writers. So yeah. um, when she talked to me about her book, when she shared it on uh, Instagram, I like freaked out because I know that <laughs> moment when you finally finish writing a book, it's just, I, I don't have words for it. It's just, it's kind of amazing. So she went one step further than me. She actually published. Um, and so again, we'll, ch- we'll touch on that in just a minute. But I want to close out with um, talking about Journey with Joe. What is, I guess, your, we talked about most unexpected experience. What's been your favorite destination that you've been to since you started Journey with Joe? Oh, that's always a hard question. Like, I just actually <laughs> and I'm like, it's hard. And then I feel like I never get the same answer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, my favorite place that I've been since I've started journeying with Joe. Oh, man. Well, what's coming up in my head, honestly, right now is my trip to Cuba. Um, So I first would say there's a lot of places that I've went that has been great. So I was there Cuba, just um, going there. I believe I went there in 2017. Um, And it's just like instantly when I landed and I saw those people I just felt like I was home they felt like familiar family or just like old friends that you've not seen in a while so inviting and extremely welcoming of people that look like me which is I'm sure you can relate but you know traveling while black is real and it's great to go to a place where you're appreciated just as who you are and you're not looked at as an anomaly or pointed and snickered at. So um, just with that and that feeling, I've not got, I've gotten that feeling in a few places, but you know, we live in America and we know what, how America portrays any people that don't agree with them or don't follow them. So of course going into it, what you know from Cuba is what you're told here, which of course I take a grain of salt because I'm <laughs> I'm educated. <laughs> I know you know the real. Right. But just to see like, okay, I see why, you know, people hate on stuff that's great and that's good and that has so much to offer. It was a great trip. Um really great memories, great time. And again, the people were the just the highlight of that trip. Okay. All right. So, Joe, with your permission, we're going to change subjects. I, I wrote down slightly, but it's it's not a slight <laughs> change in subject. Yeah. Um, we switching yeah. direction of the plane. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Go switch direction of the plane, taking a look, not a nosedive exactly, but just, you know, a <laughs> little change in, in, in direction here. So with every guest that I choose, there's a specific reason why I picked them. And I picked you because, well, one, I just adore you, but also because I really wanted to share this particular story that you have shared, of course, on your own page. In the age of social media, we're like so many people were pulled and we gravitate towards these gorgeous images of, you know, bright, happy people, you know, quote, living their best life in these beautiful places with different cultures. And very rarely do we know what goes on behind the pretty picture. So you shared a photo of yourself in Mexico, correct? June 2018. 
Yes, ma'am. And um, I'll have a picture of it in the show notes. But for those who don't check the show notes, it's a beautiful picture of Joe. She has on this yellow jumpsuit. She's in Mexico. There's this greenery behind her. And of course, yellow is going to look fabulous on black people. And Joe's melanin is popping <laughs> Okay, at all times and in this picture. And it just screams warm, happy, vibrant, excited. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm living my best life. But, oh, and you also mentioned that that got the most engagement of any of the pictures you have posted at that point in time, right? Yeah, ever. So, ever. Gotcha. So just yes. evidence of how people gravitated toward this image. But later, at least what a year later, I think you come back and say and share with us that you felt nothing like what this picture looked like. Um, mm-hmm. Do you mind sharing about, I guess, the experience, the difference between the image we see and the woman behind it. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely don't mind sharing. Um, So, yeah, I remember, yes, that picture was taken in June 2018. And just like you said, like that picture got like so many likes and Mm -hmm. comments and reposts from like different travel pages. And it was, you know, it was really flattering to see but um on the inside definitely when I was take when I took that picture I was going through probably one of the most deliberating um times of my life um a few days before I took that picture I was raped I um I was in a very dark space I didn't know who I was anymore. I was just very not myself. And I decided, well, of course, you know, this this trip was booked already. Um, And I said, you know what, I'm going to still go because my motivation was I just didn't want to waste my money. I didn't feel like going. I didn't want to go anywhere. Like I was extremely depressed, but I'm like, girl, you already done spent this money. Like this is not going to change what happened. Just go out there. And I even remember that morning because I mean, you know, you you criticize things more than other people, but you guys you guys see the picture. I even remember because I almost didn't wake up on time to go to that excursion because um, I didn't want to go. I mean, I shouldn't say wake up. I didn't I didn't get up out the bed. Right. And the last minute, I decided to go, and I remember grabbing that outfit, and I was so like. Usually I iron my clothes and I remember I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't even iron it. So if you notice the picture, like it's all wrinkled in the bottom and everything because I literally decided the 11th hour, like Joe, just go on this, you paid for it. So, um, you know, taking that picture and me coming back, you know, this past year, 2020, when I revealed and I told people, you know, started sharing more of myself and I let Mm -hmm. people know, like, This picture got me so much attention, but little do you know, like I was dying on the inside. So the reason why I shared that is because, yes, social media is extremely curated. We share the things that we want to share in a way that will attract the type of attention or the thing that we want, the outcome that we want from it. Of course, yep. And I am at a point in my life where I know that a lot of the things that I've been through and thankfully that I'm healing from because I, I'll be healing, you know, I'm human. I'm gonna be healing for the rest of my life. Of but I, I know and have acknowledged and have accepted that these certain things that I've been able to overcome, I can now use this to help other people. So I felt convicted and I heard God tell me you need to share this. And 
even for me sharing that I've, I've, I've had so many conversations that spawned from me being vulnerable and sharing my story, which lets me know that my purpose was served. It's still being served, but for that moment of me telling, Hey, you know what? We got to stop looking up to these people on social media and thinking because they're posting this and they're looking like that, like their life is perfect. And I know for myself, I don't ever want anybody to look at me and think like, Oh my gosh, Joe got it going on. Yeah, I got it going on. Beautiful. However, I'm still human and I'm still, I still go through things. So that was really my, my, um, my purpose in sharing that. And just to show like the irony of beautiful pictures. (laughs) I'm so, so glad that you shared that and that you touched on that. You know, one thing that I really, I don't want to say preach, but let's be for real. One thing Mm -hmm. I really want to preach, um, not just in 2021, but I've mentioned even before is that it matters more what your life feels like than what it looks like. And, you know, with social media, the only thing people are going to be focused on is what it's looking like, but your life can look like a million dollars and it feels like 20 cents. So, you know, you have to concentrate on what it feels like. And what I love about how you have, um, you know, to use a, a coin term that's used a lot in 2020 and 2021. What I love about how you you pivoted is that you're still sharing these gorgeous pictures, but now the feeling of your life is matching the beauty of these pictures. And oh, y'all, when your life feels as good as it looks, it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother level. It's a whole nother level of happiness. So I'm I'm so happy to to see and to have witnessed Joe's journey with that. So Definitely check Thank her you. out with that. Um, y'all, she took her personal story and wrote an amazing book. I mentioned before that the other thing we connected on is that she is a fantastic writer. I remember the day she shared, y'all, I finished my book. I, and again, I, I would keep saying this because I remember the feeling. I flipped out. I don't know very many, and I say no, but I'm not I'm not uh, connected with very many people who at least have admitted to my face. <laughs> Or in any capacity that they have written a book. Mm-hmm. And so when she said that, when she put it on her Instagram, I could just, I could tell without seeing her just like, I don't know, it's a mixture of relief and like joy and like, oh my God, I I, I wrote something like it's done. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to connect with her and, and just kind of see how she was doing and how she was feeling. And y'all, again, the joy that was radiating from her responses, I was just so proud. The book is called Jada's Diary. It is fantastic. Okay. I do not have enough accolades (laughs) to pour about this woman and her and her writing. Um, I got it off Amazon, but you can also get it. Where else, Joe? Um, You can get it pretty much online where books are sold. You can also get it. I sell it on my website if you want a signed copy. Yeah, you can definitely get it if you want a signed copy or anywhere else is fine. Okay. So the question I have, it's about the book, but it's, you know, still kind of shifting with travel. Did anything that you experienced back going back to the picture from Mexico 2018, did anything that you experienced during that trip before or after have any impact on how you wrote the book? Um, yes, for sure. Um, I really wanted just to tell a story one, um, it's, you know, it, it is labeled as a fiction book because I did I did want to write 
in that type of genre just because I, nobody knows me to be writing an autobiography, <laughs> right? So I'm like, how do I tell my story in a way that people would actually care? Right. Um, so in that sense, just like still keeping the true essence of all of the lessons that I've learned with these experiences, everything that I talk about that Jada went through, I went through. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I, I wanted to make sure sure that you know there was a common thread and this this thread that I lived of just constantly feeling like I was putting on appearances or just wearing a mask and just like really mm. not operating in my truest self because I didn't know my truest self right. um so yeah even just thinking about that picture or thinking about like other things that I wrote about in the book I just really wanted to portray that constant theme of looking okay but not ever feeling okay and I know that that's something that a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. So I wanted to make that extremely vivid for all of my readers. Well, you definitely did that. Again, y'all, fantastic writer. Definitely pick up your copy of Jada's Diary. Um, before you. I switch subjects off from the book, I have one um, additional question. So not just with writing the book, but just the experience even behind it. Did travel help you or hurt you in your journey to becoming both a survivor and an advocate? I would say it definitely helped me. Um, again, you know, like initially and even still very much now it is an outlet, but um, travel is like that thing. It's like, it's always going to be there for me, you know? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I hope we don't know what the world right, is going right. to look but you know thinking about how the world was operating it's just like you know if I ever want to escape I just get on my computer and book a flight that's it and you know I know that I'm gonna have a great experience you know I'm gonna find the good in wherever I go so yeah I could definitely say in terms of that that's what travel is to me for sure (laughs) I definitely relate to that 100%. And you touched on a topic that provides an excellent uh, segue into the next topic, which is traveling during COVID. Um, And I'm going to touch on this on multiple episodes because I know that um, our listeners are either traveling during COVID or interested in traveling during COVID or wondering if you should be traveling during COVID. Mm -hmm. Uh, To that latter part, I can't answer that for you. Neither can Joe. Whether or Mm -hmm. not you should travel is a personal choice, but Mm -hmm. my goal on this podcast is to give you guys all the tools needed so that if you choose to travel during COVID, you have all the tools and resources necessary from people who have done it. If you do, we want you to do it safe and smart and come back. (laughs) So I know, Joe, you like right before COVID really hit, not just the U.S., but even the place where you went, you went to Rome early 2020, right? Yeah. And then to flip it, you went to Antigua late 2020. And have you recently come back from another location? Yeah, I was in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I remember seeing her. I was like, she done went somewhere else. Okay, Joe. So, what would you say are the biggest differences between those two trips? The one that you took, let's say, post COVID versus the, I'm sorry, pre COVID versus Mm -hmm. the one that you, the ones that you've recently taken during COVID? Um, Well, definitely, you know, just the requirements of having a COVID test, right? Um, I'm 
I took my first post-COVID trip in October. So not really too long ago. Like I've not traveled on, you know, since everything was shut down until October, but I said as much as possible, I'm going to go to places that require COVID tests within a reasonable amount of time, because for me that, you know, gives me some type of assurance, at least that the people who are entering the country for the most part, you know, on paper don't have COVID. Right. Um, so I think that's like the biggest difference, just making sure you have that. And there may be additional travel documents that you have to fill out and to fulfill the requirements, like mm-hmm. coming, going to Puerto Rico, like there's a whole nother um, questionnaire and statement that you have to fill out before mm-hmm. um, you're able to leave the airport. And they're also tracking you on daily on your phone and asking you different Ooh, questions. Okay. So, that's something, you know, that, of course, we weren't doing before. So I think as opposed to pre-COVID, where it's just like you book your flight, you book your where you're staying, maybe yeah. book your experiences. Now it's like just another checklist that you need to make sure you're meeting the requirements that that country um, has in state. Yep, definitely. When you went to Antigua, did they have any type of uh, quarantine restrictions before you could go out and explore? No quarantine um, restrictions. Um, You did, of course, you need the the COVID test Mm -hmm. and you had to stay um, at a place that was registered with the government. So for me and the person I went with, we were staying in Airbnb, but that Airbnb was registered with the government. Um, So they were sure that the places that you're staying at are registered and are adhering to COVID-19 restrictions. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that that's definitely something. Um, I don't know why my brain is drawing blank on the question. Okay. Just ask the question. And I'm like, wait, what did you ask? Um, if there are any quarantine restrictions while you were. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. no quarantine. Um, I believe I'm not sure. Maybe I shouldn't speak on this, but I believe if you aren't staying at one of those places, then you would have to quarantine gotcha. for the um, for a certain amount of time. Gotcha. Were you nervous at all the first time you traveled during COVID? Um, no, I wasn't nervous. I believe the first trip that I took, I went to Chicago. Um, I wasn't too nervous. I just didn't really know what to expect because it was like the last time I got on a flight was March. I remember I went away the week before everything got locked down. Right. And um, so just for me, that's just a long time to not be in the airport. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was nervous in that sense of just like what to expect when I get to the airport. But um, I wasn't afraid necessarily of the virus, but just of other things. Yeah. And of course, I, I ask all this because, you know, for those who are not yet avid travelers, but you're looking to start and you're like, oh my gosh, I decided to start during a, you know, a global Mm -hmm. pandemic. You know, I would just say, not that you can't, that there's now just different layers of research. You always have Mm -hmm. to do research when you travel. Well, I say that there are those people who just spontaneously travel, probably less so now, because again, at this point, you do have to do your, your, 
your research, even if you're traveling domestically, for those people listening in the U.S., you're going to have to look to see if those cities like Chicago, but if those cities have their own uh, restrictions, if the state Mm -hmm. has their own restrictions. And then, of course, if the country has its own particular restrictions or rules. So I don't say that to discourage all those who are interested, just to, again, make sure to give you that caution that you are doing the proper research so that when you arrive to the airport ready to start your trip, You got everything you need so that when you arrive in your destination, again, ready to explore, you have everything in place so that you can just immediately go out. Um, Or if it requires like that you take a test when you arrive, there are some places you have to take one when you arrive. Then Mm -hmm. once you get the results back, you're just ready to go. Mm -hmm. So, Of course, I would always advocate that you guys always do your research. I would have advocated that pre-COVID, definitely advocating that. Now, no need to ask if you would travel again because you've traveled multiple times (laughs) during the pandemic, which I'm not going to lie. I love to see, you know, I knew when I canceled all of my trips for 2020 that at some Mm -hmm. point I was going to have to inch out and at least show people, okay, there are those who are going to choose to stay in and that's Mm -hmm. fine. But then there Mm -hmm. are those who are going to sit back and go, well, can I? And it would take those of us like us to show, Mm -hmm. yes. If you wish, you can. Here's how. So, right. you know, I am appreciative of the the small amounts of travel that I've done. And, you know, mm-hmm. soon <laughs> I'm going to get yes. back on a plane. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, I always close my episodes with the same question. And I'm going to give a very short background. In 2016, I did some domestic travel with my job. And when I came back from my travel, my boss pulled me to the side and she was like, okay, Sierra, so I know you just got done traveling and you back in the office and you thinking everything is different. Everything's not different. Everything is exactly the same, but you are different. And that statement stayed with me, obviously, so much that I decided to create a whole podcast (laughs) about that statement. Prepared to land is about whether or not you felt prepared to land, not in a different city, but as a different person. So, Joe, I ask you, do you think you were prepared to land as a different person as after travel? Do you do you think you were prepared for how it changed you? I was not prepared. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that my life would be this way. Um, when I decided I wanted to make travel a priority, I, I had no idea like the beauty and the gifts that were in store for me. So definitely wasn't prepared, but I'm grateful for yeah. um, all the experiences for sure. Good, good, good. All right. Well, Joe, tell us where we can find you. You know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, your own website. Where can we go to find Joe? So Joe on the internet is Journey with Joe. So you can find me at that name pretty much on all your platforms. On Instagram, I'm Journey with Joe with the underscore at the end. Facebook, Journey with Joe, YouTube, Journey with Joe, and my website is journeywithjoe.com. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> all right, y'all. So I would very much encourage you to explore all avenues of Journey with Joe. You will not be disappointed. And 
that concludes this flight. But if you guys recall, we do have a short layover and then we will come back to the second portion of this flight where you will hear from Joe again as she gives her narrative that I have all of my guests recite on the second layer of their episode. So we will see you guys then. Bye. You can follow Prepare for Landing on Instagram at Prepare for Landing Pod. No space, no dot, no underscore. You can also find weekly travel tips and updates on my Instagram page. If you like today's episode, don't forget to follow, subscribe, and for all of my listeners on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review. Let me know what you think. Stay safe, passengers, and I hope to fly with you again soon.